emergency? My saving grace, shine on me. Hey. I'm going to listen back and be like, girl. <laughs> Have you, you know, seen those ones where they're like, how I think I sound with the headphones on? And then <laughs> with the headphones off, like, oh, no, my God, you sound so have bad. Have you heard someone run? And for those of you who don't know, like, I guess the technical terms or whatever for singers. Yeah. So like, have you ever heard someone like force it, force the run though? Like, I feel like I just, for you know, they'd be like, Hey, like I can't oh, even, yeah, it's like- yeah, it's <laughs> that, it felt forced. So I'm pretty like sure it wasn't, that's how it's going to sound. It wasn't natural. Like it wasn't natural. Yeah. No, yeah. It was just forced. These like run challenges though, that I'd be seeing on TikTok and stuff are Fucking crazy. Girl. And they just off the fly. They'd be like, yeah. do it. And then they'd be like, uh. They'd be like, first they'd be like, wait, play it again. And then listen to it. And, and then they'd be, be like, like oh. and, and then come the like, out of it. Yeah. And then wait, but then you try it. And then like, I don't quiet. even start in the right key. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. <laughs> um, this is Cocktail Murder, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, yeah, we drink, we talk about murder, we talk about black victims, people of color victims, um, and uh, most importantly, we just shed light on cases that need to be brought up, honestly. Yeah, the um, ones that get buried simply yeah. because they are people of color exactly. and black people. Exactly. So. Um, and we've been on theme lately. Um, the yeah. first theme was, what was the first theme? Cult week. It was cult week. And then it, last week was uh, murder from the 1800s. Yeah. And then this week we will be discussing uh, women killers. Killer women. Killer women. Oh. Killer women or women killer? Oh, no. Well, women I guess if they killed killers. women, then... Yeah, never mind. But there's not a lot of women that killed women. I mean, I guess there are. Yeah, maybe one or two. Women, I'll there. say this. Like, women criminals or, like, women killers or killer women, okay. <laughs> they, they are um, they are equal opportunity, okay? Like... It, it derives <laughs> from something. It derives yeah. from, like, a fucked up, um, you know, misogynistic system. It yeah. derives... It, there's not... They don't just wake up and think, I want to fucking murder today. Like, it's... Right. It comes... It's crimes... These women kill due to a crime of passion. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's... It, yeah. Mostly. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to tell our stories I know, today yeah. because I'm sure yours is good. Yeah. Mine is good. Mine is one that I've never heard of Same. myself. Mine is one I so. never heard of, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm excited for this. But, yeah, when Me. I was looking up or researching different stories, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there are women that have killed men. There are women that have killed women. There are women who have killed children. There are women who have killed old people, their, young people. Their whole it's family. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like equal opportunity it's I mean I guess men are the same way too yeah. but it's just like it's it's crazy yeah. and a lot and most of the time it is crime of passion yeah. and like oh man it's like, it, the stories are yeah. chilling yeah because like with most like male serial killers you don't really know the reason you can only assume yeah, the reason just, like, fucking gross and weird yeah, you just assume the reason based on their past but for women they have the reason There's is a, very yeah. clear they and they they for the most part, anyone, any case that I've read or looked at, um, 
they admit it. Like mm-hmm. they're like, I did this because, because. of this. And, and hello, logic. And, yeah, like, and it's, it's almost <laughs> hard to like not take their side sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Because it is like, of, of course, killing is it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> but it's like, but hear me out. But, <laughs> but there's, I hear get me it. Out. I get it. It's kind of like Thanos from, um, fucking uh, Avengers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like when he was like killing people off in the world, but then his explanation for it was yeah. like, oh, well, I guess he wasn't that bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know he's supposed sense. to be the villain and everything, yeah, but, but kind of relates. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, oh, I want to put emphasis on cocktail in the murder of cocktail. this po- podcast. We drink all sorts of cocktails. We drink wine, which is not a cocktail. We drink actual cocktails, <laughs> or we drink hard liquor. And right now, we're gonna take shot a shot of tequila, and Dude, possibly more. We've been taking so many shots of tequila I know. lately. Let's take the shot of tequila. No paper. No, no chaser, because we get paper. Hey, right? Shit, I need some paper. I practiced that in God. my head. Ready? And you still stutter. I still stutter. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment, and I failed. And you failed. Take shot. I got it though. Whew. Let's do Here it. We go. Time to puke. Ooh. <laughs> Tequila shots on a work night. That's fun. And I haven't had dinner yet. I know, with no food in our system. Oh, I just feel that. Ooh, it's it burned. I don't, you feel it trickling. It's down. like it's making my insides warm, but I have goosebumps. I have like goosebumps I have chills too. on the outside of my I know, body. My inside is heating up. <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole phenomenon going we on. We ain't right. no bitches, though. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, okay, so I had an interesting lift ride back home. Okay. Oh, if you guys aren't new, this is our belligerent oh, corner yes, yes, where yes, yes. we basically just get drunk and talk shit yeah, before we get into the real anything, shit. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to listen, you want to listen to true crime, skip. Whatever. Yeah, if you want to skip, skip. Whatever. Okay. So, um... I get in the car. Uh, okay, how do I how do I even explain this? The Lyft driver first started off like we're just chatting, you know, and mm-hmm. originally I was thinking like, damn, I just kind of want to put my headphones in, but whatever, like this this woman is nice, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk to her. And um explain her. Is she white? Is she black? Mexican. Is she Mex- she's okay. an older, well, I don't want to call her old. She's not old. She's like middle-aged Mexican lady she has two grown children oh you know Um, her whole life okay one of those lift drivers exactly yeah she was talking about her life whatever and then she was talking about um basically like she brought god into the conversation and then she goes Mm. oh excuse me like i that's just my belief you know i was like oh i was like don't worry about it like i I believe in god too whatever so we're talking and then she well she's talking and then she's talking about um how some uh she took some girl needed a ride about five hours north. Um, yeah, but she said like something in her heart was just kind of like she wasn't going to take it, but something in her heart was just kind of like, well, was it five hours? I don't know. That seems a bit excessive. I thought That's I heard a five. Long time. Yeah, I thought I heard five hours in there somewhere. Either mm-hmm. or, it was a long drive. Mm-hmm. It was 11 p.m. at night. More than the average Lyft driver, I'm sure. Like, yeah, is willing to, to travel. Ch- yeah, <laughs> um, it was 11 p.m. at night, and um, so anyway, so she just decides to take it. It was her last ride. She almost didn't, but she mm-hmm. was like, "Whatever, I'll take it." So she took the ride, and then when she um drove 
the lady to her destination. Then she picked up another ride from that destination who needed to get back to the city, San Diego, um, kind of closer to where she lives mm-hmm. in the area. So she was basically saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. when you do things, like, out of your heart, God will bless you in, um, you know, in different ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was like, and I got Which paid. I believe is, is that's yeah, true. Yeah, she was just like, you know, I got paid coming back. And, and then so that conversation led from that to her literally in the rearview mirror looking at me dead in my eyes while she's driving. And she was like, you know – you're I can tell you're a strong girl and then she says something like don't give up on love and then she goes um continue to live life because you are gonna grow and mm-hmm. I was like yeah you know and I'm just sitting there like yeah yeah you're right but yeah. then she's like um she's like no but you're basically like you're you're gonna grow like whatever you're going through you're you're gonna grow through and then god there was something i can't even i'm sorry i'm like no, still trying yeah. to like unpack process everything. yeah yeah and then um so that was like the whole conversation and basically about like growing and then um yeah her main thing was like just don't guard your heart you're gonna basically hmm. right <laughs> she said don't guard your heart she was like because yeah maybe you know you'll you'll love the way that the man may not understand but that doesn't take away from your experience and Mm. trust that you're gonna be like okay oh wow and i just feel like all women should hear that (laughs) like i just i really like real shit like i feel like we should all like i i get the whole um you know, we, you know, I, I understand that in this day and age, no, you don't need a man this day and age. No, we, yeah, it's we not can, like totally necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah, we can be, someone. we can be independent, whatever. But, um, I also feel like though too, we can't like live life being guarded because if you're guarded in your relationship, um, you know, with someone that you're having sex with and you're, um, you're kind of being like super vulnerable to then mm-hmm. like you might be guarding yourself from other relationships that you could potentially have, like your relationship with your family, your rela- yeah, your like working your relationship. Fam- you, yeah. you just, mm-hmm. it, it, it starts to, um, when you guard your heart, you're starting, t- you start the process of like closing in, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so like her, the whole point of like the whole car ride, she was just like, live your life. Like just, and I know it sounds so like cliche and not as deep. Like don't be afraid to let people in. Yeah. And it's like, and it was the way she was talking it was just so much deeper than the way I'm <laughs> how you're trying portraying to. <laughs> it right now. There was just like I swear there was so much more in there. No, I I definitely get that, and I think it's really timely too because you and I are both right now in yeah. situations mm-hmm. um, with people, mm-hmm. and um, it is kind of like we have both been in relationships prior to mm-hmm. our current situations um, <laughs> that kind of fucked us over and yeah and kind of broke our hearts a little bit and we thought that it would turn into something that it did not turn into and so I think that goes with any person really when they've gone through a heartbreak or they've gone through a tumultuous relationship or anything like that when it comes to the next person it's hard not to bring that trauma into the next thing and so it is like one of those things where you do have to kind of check yourself and be like, 
this person is not that person. Yeah. And by all means, like guard yourself and protect your sh- yourself yeah, and yeah, yeah. don't just fall head in first and no, no, get your yeah. heart Let, broken again. Listen to your but, intuition for right, sure. Right, for sure. But, um, and understand red flags yeah. and you keep a level head, but also don't like stop yourself. Don't from, self-sabotage. Yeah. And again, that's not even in like romantic relationships. Yeah. That's with friendships. I think I have I'm terrible with my friendship. Yeah. I will tell everyone and even my friends, I've told them, I'm sorry, I'm I'm a terrible friend. I don't keep up with people. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a lot of my conversations with my friends are like more surface level, I think. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to get better at that. Mm. Getting deeper and connecting <laughs> yeah, with because, them more. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but it's just um I think we came from um our um, person that was supposed to teach us friendships was also very much a service level with all her friends as well. And so and I sometimes think, with us too. Yeah. And with so her children. Sur- yeah. So surface level is like what we know, like right, what we exactly. know is to like kind of, and, and I hate to say hide in your shell, but sometimes you think you're protecting yourself, but what you're really doing is hiding in your shell yeah. and you're not. Yeah coming out exactly like you're not you know just being you and mm-hmm. like who we are you know I know you on a personal level you know right. me on a, obviously because we're sisters but yeah whatever but like we're really close and I understand that you are very like you like to be intimate where you like you like deep conversations you want right like, you love learning about other people mm-hmm. you know what I mean but mm-hmm. you also have a fear like you I'm saying like you but also talking about myself too right like we also <laughs> have a fear of like connecting with the person because well, it's like I, I think we have this thing about us where we get deep into other people like we want to know them and we want to hear they, how deep they go and we're interested by that yeah. and I think that we, that's something that we absolutely appreciate we're great listeners mm-hmm. we're great um we ask good questions I mm-hmm. think when it comes to conversations mm-hmm. to like get that deepness out of people we pull it out of people but we have a hard time um showing that side of ourselves, of ourselves. Yeah. and so that's how yeah. and how can you really make a friendship like that yeah when maybe you might know this person very well but, but they, they don't know, know you, you at all yeah. <laughs> like, no that's true and one of the things that the lady was saying because I was like oh yeah you know I um I was like you know life kind of happened whatever now I'm mm-hmm. here I'm around you know I'm around my support system you know whatever yeah. and then it got quiet for a little bit she turned on like Celine Dion and it was some like beautiful song talking Aww. about like um let the rain drown my fears it like it was I'm tell- it was like a moment I'm she telling you that all the way no, up. No, she did. It was a whole <laughs> moment that I had with this lady. I don't even know her was name. Was she an angel? <laughs> I know. That's what I thought was like, Lord, what is this? What are you Wait, trying to tell and you me? guys need to understand, Honey came in the house um, playing Mariah Carey's My um, Saving Grace. My Saving Grace. I came in so worshiping she, God. Yes. I she in. was on it. Like, she was yeah. not playing. No, like, and so, um, anyway, so it got quiet for a little bit and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, just taking in everything she's saying. And then, mm-hmm. and then she goes, and I noticed when you met, I almost asked her if she was a therapist, but she was like, and I noticed when you were talking about, um, your, your past, what brought you here when life hit you. And she said, don't breathe, don't breathe past that anymore. 
talk about your details when you talk to other people. Tell them why you wow. came. And she said, don't, that doesn't define you. She was like, yeah. I don't know what it was, you know, and I don't care what it, what it was, but mm-hmm. just be you like basically speak in that it's so hard when you think people really don't give a fuck you know like that's what I always think I never I breeze past it because I'm like well nobody really cares about this shit but you know like it could reach someone yeah like when you yeah but that's how like you said like someone else though it's so easy for people to open up to us but it's hard for us to open up to people and I just think that maybe that's like a it's not a flaw. It's just like a character trait that we have yeah. that we just think, oh, they don't care. But it's not that they don't care. We just – it's just hard for us to yeah, open up. And- well, I think it's a survival tactic as ah. well. I Ooh. think it is really like – it, it's kind of like, well, we don't want to show any weakness either. That part. That part. Yeah. And it's like pe- – Like, uh, don't like, sweat. Don't let people see you sweat. Exa- don't at let- all, ever. Yeah. 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 yeah that's don't crazy. ever let them think that you've ever been down bad ever yeah. at all. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just like – Or that they've got to you or – Yeah. It's wow. one of those things. And I think that a lot of people have that same, mm-hmm. like, issue that stems from childhood trauma most mm-hmm. likely, you know? And – yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a really dope lift, right? <laughs> yeah. And then she also mentioned like one more thing. She also mentioned like she was telling a story of another passenger that she had and the guy was talking about like his mom and his family, how they didn't have a great like relationship. So I'm like, damn, so she's just like with everybody, just yeah. you know, really just sharing stories and really kind that's of awesome. like yeah, connecting really just on yeah. a deep level. And then um and then she was like, you know, with Whatever, you know, your situation is good or bad, um, she was like, your whatever your parents did, it doesn't define oh you. Oh my god. And it's funny because you and I had that conversation. Yeah, we, we, did. we were talking about like how, you know, like whatever happened in our childhood or however they act now, that has nothing to do with us. And yeah. like and then she was basically saying, like, change starts with you. She was like, you Absolutely. know, in my family, um, she was like, I grew up in a broken home. And um, she was like, but I raised a beautiful family because I chose to create one. Absolutely. Woo, that just, that's yeah, good. I was like, that's good. oh my God. Breaking those generational curses, that's oh, really sure. important. I think with with <laughs> our um uh, I mean, we haven't shared in full detail on here, like right. our childhood, but I mean, not that we had terrible childhoods, yeah, but yeah. it's, we, we, but it was we grew up in a to... broken home as well. Yeah. But I think with us, there's seven, ki- there's seven kids, there's mm-hmm. seven of us. And so we are all like best friends. And we are, yeah. you know, what's so crazy is that the other day I was talking to one of my coworkers and um, she was talking about how her and her sister are n- on, not on talking terms. Yeah. She explained it was because they voted for different people in the last election and it was like a whole thing. Wow. And she was asking me about us and she's like, do you have siblings? And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of seven. Well, one of eight really now, but seven was the core. And, um, and she was like, wow. And she's like, are you guys close? And I'm like, yeah, we're all like best friends. Yeah. And she's like, wow, your parents must've been so great for you guys to be like that. And it's just one of those things where it's like, (laughs) well, actually actually, (laughs) we're close because our parents parents weren't the greatest. (laughs) And, and I know dad, I know dad listens. We love you dad. And we all grow and we all change. It's it's definitely a lot different now. It's just our truth. That's all. It's just our truth. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Um, 
thank you for supporting us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, and that's something that yeah. us seven siblings have talked about yeah. forever. We're like, we always, like, we always say, well, we got us regardless of anything. We, we got us and we're so close that's because like of our, that. So. That's literally our motto. No, like, for real. You'll see it everywhere in our group chat yeah. and our whatever. It's, that's exactly. Yeah. So, wow, that's an awesome lift yeah. ride. So it and was like, it was women cool. and people like that in general in the world gems. are just, yeah, straight gems. They are yeah. just godsend for real. Seriously. Because she, she really, she doesn't know you and she no. doesn't know what you've been through and she doesn't know where you're going. Yeah. But she had something on her, on her heart mm-hmm. that she needed to tell and yeah. she did and, and it, it meant something. It hit home. No, yeah. yeah. And um, even at the end of the ride, it sounds so like dramatic, but it was – and I'm laughing because this, this shit is so deep, you guys. <laughs> like at the end of the ride, she grabbed my hand <gasps> and then she goes, you're going to be great live life did now you cry? i did cry girl i cried when she played celine dion what are you talking about i cried i was like oh my god and i know she saw me but like in the end she grabbed my hand and she's like it it live your life it's time to live your life wow and i was like wow okay like that's awesome it, it was just inspiring you yeah. know what i mean it was just yeah. like you're right like I have shit to do. Like I, right. I have shit that I not only, of course, you know, we have goals that we want to accomplish even for cocktail murder. Yeah. But even like in my personal life, there's, there's things, there's shit. There are things <laughs> that I need to clean up right now right. that I like, I need to start, I need to start sweeping. I got to yeah. start sweeping my shit because there's Maintenance, a lot of dust. Man. There's a lot of dust in there that I've been ignoring and putting oh. off. And I need to start, I need to start sweeping that shit. Oh my gosh. My pastor, he is like known for telling people like those things that you are pushing off to the side, like, and Mm. you're not praying about because it's like the dark part of yourself that you don't even want God to see. Like he is like always telling everyone, like give those things to God because we all have things that we pray about. We have things that we pray for, but there are things that we don't even like think about ourselves. Like even when we, when it pops into our head, we're like, like, we shake mm, it off. Like mm, I don't want to, I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to deal with that. Right. And that is not healthy. No, it's not. not You have to deal with those things. And then, and then it grows, it grows, it grows. And then it catches up to you. Dang. And then one day you're 45 and you're going to therapy and you're unpacking things from 22 years, years and old years and years because or, you decided to yeah. not deal with it. Or even like little things like and not to introduce everybody into my freaking financial life, but even like debt. You yeah, know what I mean? Like for sure. I went to school for, you know, a year, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so like even debt, like that's you just like you ignore things and you're yeah. just like, no, I don't want to deal with it but you're hoping it just goes away exactly or it doesn't (laughs) yeah but it's just there are just certain things that like you have to face and like one of the things that like we also talked about too i remember reading women who run with wolves and it says Mm -hmm. trust isn't that you put the trust in something else or someone else trusts for yourself Uh that you're going to get through it and i'm like that's good that's a word yeah and so i'm just like okay like with with my baggage packet whatever is in there like i have to if i say that i trust myself then like it's time to face it it's time right. to face it because it's not that big yeah that's it's the not thing. like it's, it's not. never that big yeah. and it's never too late to 
um, to tackle that. Either, Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I just had to. I think I need to do some maintenance. <laughs> I know. We all do. We all do. And I feel like I think Maya Angelou said it. She said one of her quotes is that you never stop growing until you see the Lord. Mm, basically. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, man, I have I have this much shit in my, you know, yeah. in my storage that I have to unload. And it's not about like who has the most. It's just about who's working on it yeah, constantly. Exa- constantly. It's about consistency. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's true. We should always, always, always be growing. We should always be striving to be better people. Yeah. And we should all be just working at peace, honestly. Yeah. And having that baggage is not peace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ignoring it is not peace. Yeah. No, for real. <laughs> you might think it's being, you're being peaceful by yeah. putting it to the side, but yeah. no, it's yeah. not. Well, shout out to that Lyft driver. Yeah, you I hope more... one day she listens to I this. know. I'm like, if you ever come across this yeah. ever in this lifetime, thank you. That's you know, amazing. Thank and, you. And for... you know what I think is so dope about that is she probably she has no idea that she was she is doing a public service. Okay. Oh like God. she has no idea. But now I think that she has instilled something in you and it's up to you to pass it on. Mm. And I mean, you're passing it on now. You pass it on to me. You're passing it on to our listeners right now. And, um, and I think that that's dope because that kind of starts a train that if you are touching someone who's listening to this right now, um, then they can use this and, and go touch someone on. else. Because that's what it's about. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. We have to help each other grow. Man. Right. There are no secrets right. to growth. You know, and yes, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's life is different. But um, you can always like just share um, a testimony to like help the next person. Exactly. Absolutely. So pass it on, you guys. Pass it on. But also, I will say this, and this has nothing to do with what we were just saying, but stop paying for my Starbucks drinks because I'm not (laughs) paying for the person behind me. I don't know (laughs) why. Wait, Stop what? Doing Someone paid it. for your Starbucks? Oh my drink? gosh, it's happened like four or five times. Oh, it's the pass it on. Yeah, thing. it's like you pay for the person in back Honey, of you. I they got pay- all that. <laughs> You know, it would be fine if there was like one person in the car behind me. But every time there's like three people in the car, uh, all I got was a grande matcha. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm not doing all that. I can't pay for that. I'm not doing all that. I'm not. I'm already doing a disservice to myself by being here. Right. Right. No. Exactly. (laughs) No. Oh, Oh my my gosh. Please stop. I know you're trying to do a good thing, but I'm just getting a free drink. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. And you know what? That the lady also said, "When good things come, take it. It's okay to take it." So you did a great All right. thing. You well, did I'm your you it. did your duty. You did what you were supposed I, to do. And, and look, if the person in back of me looked like they would get a regular ass drink, like I get, yeah. my shit is like five dollars. It's like less than five dollars. It's like yeah. four dollars and thirty five cents. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. So like you don't know what that person is getting. Hell no! <laughs> and Starbucks drinkers get crazy. They do, especially during the seasonal time. Yeah, of the year. no, I'm no. sorry. So. So please, (laughs) if you see me behind you, (laughs) don't pay for my drink because I'm not. I mean, if you want to, you can, but I'm not passing it on. (laughs) Okay, It's so funny because the Starbucks cashiers always look at me crazy like, 
you're not gonna like they're they're always waiting for me to be like like, oh i'll pay for that like like, oh cool thank you you take your drink and And walk away thank you i always get a matcha iced tea and a puppuccino for charlie that's it keep it going keep it (laughs) thanks but no thanks anyways I am first, and we're gonna take a shot. Okay, another one. Who on an empty stomach? I have a early birthday dinner tonight. You do. I will be going drunk. Yes, (laughs) basically. As you should celebrate. (laughs) Oh, and happy early birthday to you! Oh, thank you. It's Tasha's birthday month. Everybody, it is my birthday. My birth month. Birth month. Sagittarius life, Sag life. You know, I love Sages, except for one. <laughs> one Sag, I don't like. But and all the other Sagittarius out there Not in the so world. Not so bad, right? Yeah, you guys are awesome. I don't think I've ever met a Sag that I, like, didn't really like didn't or didn't like. get along with yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're pretty chill. I think so, too. Cheers. To your birthday. Yay. Birthday month. gross we definitely had chasers this time um if you'd like to cash at me for my birthday yeah send that cash app out there what is it that's hey taj h-e-y-t-a-j what h-e-y-t-a-j what h-e-y-t-a-j what h-e-y-t-a-j what I'm going on a trip for my birthday. In her favorite rocket ship. Drifting to the sky. Little Einstein. Um, yeah, so I'm broke because I had to pay for it. <laughs> and also <laughs> I'm broke and don't have money while I'm there. So, so <laughs> if you would so kindly donate to the birth month, that would yes, be great. That'd be great. I did see a TikTok before we get into it. I did see a TikTok of two best friends who like went to Paris, but they were they had zero money when it got there. <laughs> and they were waiting on that's like one works. of their checks to drop or it was just hilarious. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I know. I do that. It, it's so yeah, definitely. I can't remember where I went. I want to say it was when I was in Atlanta and I went and I got there I only had like a hundred dollars in my oh bank my account God. but I got paid on that Friday Woo. I just had to wait and I think I got there on like Wednesday yeah so oh, I was like you had oh my gosh like, yeah <laughs> like, I need this hundred dollars to last until midnight Thursday right. night and um and you know Atlanta is the time is um uh further or quicker whatever than San Diego it's it's ahead (laughs) of San Diego so I was like looking at my account at midnight like check better drop and I'm looking I'm like what the fuck it's like two in the morning my check hasn't dropped but I'm like oh it's it's on Pacific time not Atlanta time so that was crazy but but the check dropped and I had a great time (laughs) well let's get into it Again, this week it is about uh, women killers. Yes. Killer, killer women. women. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> killer women. Women that kill. Women that kill. Yeah, we'll leave it <laughs> <out> that. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to discuss one of India's very first recorded female serial killers. Ooh. It goes like this. At a young age, uh, Troy Lakya Devi 
was sold off to marry a man who ended up dying. So she became a widow at a young age. Damn. Um, yeah. An older woman who Wait, was... Wait, but it's like, I wonder if she was, like, okay with that. Oh, Because God. she was, like, sold off to be married. Yeah. And, and then your husband dies. Yeah. So I'm and then sure she didn't widow. want to marry this guy in the first place. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. he dies. She, yeah. So I wonder if she, she was, was like, like, thank God. Yeah, like, kind of cool with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, an older woman who was described to be kind-hearted quickly took her in and had Debbie work at a brothel where she met a John who took a liking to her. He publicly announced his affair with her, so they got married. Soon oh. after, they moved to the Calcutta, and and I I am positive I'm mispronouncing all of these words. Calcutta. Calcutta, thanks. Um, and her husband then sold her to a brothel oh. in, um, Sinaka, in, in Sinakachi, I think that's how you pronounce it, I don't know, um, which is the red light district of Calcutta. Oh my gosh, dude, okay. Imagine saw, that. Do you remember watching that documentary called Whore's Glory? Yes, and I it was the red that. light district yep. in India. Oh yep. my gosh, that crazy. was crazy! No, crazy. yeah, crazy. It, yeah, and woo, those girls. I just be could, working. yeah, I could not wow. imagine for like nothing. Yeah, like they work for, for pennies. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So her life is already starting off rocky as hell. Um, in the 1880s, Debbie or Devi, maybe. Oh, I'm going to say her name is Devi. That's I like, sexy. Devi. I like, I like Devi. <laughs> that's cute. Ooh. Nope, to self. <laughs> I'm, that's my, I'm going to put that as my Instagram name. Okay. So, Devi <laughs> so, is doing her thing um, and ended up making a lot of money as she was young and known to be very beautiful. She meets another man who was enchanted by her named Kali Babu. His wife died, so Callie decided to marry Devi, who would then become the stepmother of Callie's son, Hari. Uh, Callie didn't like the fact that she was working in the brothel. However, she was making so much money that he decided um, he decided that they can work around her profession. He turned her into a con woman. Devi would lure oh, the wealthy men of Calcutta, promising orgies and alcohol. When she brought them in, she would make them far beyond drunk, and both her and Callie would rob the money and um, and place these men in the middle of the street of the city. Anytime, <laughs> in the middle of the street? Yep. Wow. Anytime these men sought help, officers just mistook the men for um, to be alcoholics who had just gone crazy. Yeah, because they had gotten them, like, super drunk. Super drunk, yeah. And Whoa. they're just knocked out in the street, drunk, passed out. And then they wake yeah. up. They're like, oh, I got robbed. And it's like, you're just drunk. Shut yeah. up. You know? Yeah. Wow. The scamming didn't stop there. They took other young and beautiful sex workers and presented them as though they were of the upper class, wanting to, quote, sell them to prospective grooms. Hmm. When the grooms' families agreed, the grooms' families would then buy jewelry and, and put up so much money for the wedding. Then once it was received, Devi, Callie, and the sex worker would mysteriously disappear with the money and jewels. Oh, what a fucking way to shit. scam, right? When I read that, I was like, yo, that's smart as shit. I'm not even going to, you're going to scam. I that's mean, interesting. That's, 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 yeah. Which is not like, that happens now. Crazy, right? Like there yeah. are. Oh shit, it does. Yeah. It, like, okay, when I lived in 
in Las Vegas and I became friends with some of the um, ladies of the night. Um, I was not one, I guess I have to say, I don't know why I have to say that, but I feel like I have to say that. Um, Yeah, like a lot of them just did that. Like they lured these men and then they would get them fucked up. Oh my gosh, am I snitching? I'm snitching uh, right now. But you don't know. I mean, I don't talk to any of them. And, and you're not saying their names. So yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude, they just get these guys, like, super drunk. Or they, like, give them drugs or something. Um, and then, yeah. And then they just, like, fucking steal everything. Crazy. And that was how they made a living. Yeah. And they made a good living. A good living. They normally do. Um, yeah. When so, you fucking steal somebody's Rolex, like, I mean, you can get a good amount of money off yeah, of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um... Okay, so um, there was an incident, however, where solely Callie made a bad deal with the jewel assistant, um, killed the jewel assistant, then hid the body in the home. Oh, Callie was then caught up by the police, and they immediately ha- sentenced him to death by hanging. Um, and Devi then had to fend for herself. Damn, you lost your partner. <laughs> Forced to sell her house and jewelry to live and pay for herself, including the stepson, Hari. Devai, um, after that, Devai then went back to the brothel in Sanagachi to reacquaint herself back with her co-workers. (laughs) (laughs) She was no longer that bitch in the brothel. So needless to say, she was making less money. I mean, I could imagine too, like you were there and then you thought that you were better. Like you left, maybe you didn't even yeah. think you were better, but, but you, you were, left. Yeah, you left and then you came back and. Yeah, and they're like, oh, bitch, now you better. Broads came mm-hmm. and younger and also beautiful. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she was no longer that bitch. And so Devai had to take matters into her own hands. Devai would talk to some of the ladies, having one on one time with them, trying to figure out their insecurities. When she spot their weaknesses, she would then tell them that there is a man near a thick garden in a remote area called Menikatla who would douse them in jewelry and their issues would miraculously go away. Keep in mind, Devai was a con woman, so I can imagine that she had the gift of the gab. Like, she knew how to talk. And this was 1883, so, like, to say, like, I mean, I don't know what how the culture was in India but to say like hey there's great fortune over here yeah. I can imagine anyone being vulnerable enough to believe it right you know? exactly um, one by one she would take these women to the remote garden that was by a pond she would give them instructions to strip and bathe in this pond after offering a hand to bathe them she would then drown them <gasps> and leave them there for dead what? <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> like, what? Dude, that's crazy. She drowned one, two, three, and four women Damn. in the course of three years. And up to the fifth women, a passerby just so happened to stumble upon the act of drowning. The fifth victim was quickly assisted by the man who passed by, and they both immediately dragged her to the police. During Devi's investigation, she claimed to have tried helping the fifth victim because she noticed that she was drowning. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she was like, I was 
wasn't drowning her. The bitch was, I was drowning trying to, herself. I was trying to help her. <laughs> Can you imagine her like, like, like her holding someone's head underwater? Someone would be like, "Oh, come here, like, okay." Giving her CPR. I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, "This bitch, I can't stand her." That is, I'm sorry, that is funny. Right. though used the caste system against the victim because the victim was a sex worker and Devai was a formal wife now widow who was just trying to make do for her and her oh, stepson my gosh damn her case went to trial and she was found not guilty of the four murders including <sighs> the attempted murder what <laughs> <laughs> not guilty investigator Muko Padhaye <laughs> was assigned <laughs> run that back I'm gonna call him Mook hey, what up Mook I know right investigator Mook Mook was <laughs> was assigned to her case and decided to not give up he felt he needed a confession somehow somewhere he found out where Devai and Hari lived and told Hari to get in handcuffs and pretend that they are going to blame him for the murders Devai, scared for her stepson's life, immediately confessed. Whoa, what a Isn't way. that crazy? Yeah. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? And the love, I, yeah. Well, you know what that reminds me of? Okay, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting no, your story, no. but it reminds me of um, the story in the Bible with the two women, and they both had a child. And one woman, one woman rolled over in bed and suffocated her child to yes. death and stole the other woman's yes. child. They had to go to court. And the judge was like, here's how we're going to handle this. We're going to split the baby in half and you get one half and you get the other half. And then, but the other lady was like, the lady who was the actual mother was like, no, do not kill my baby. Just give Give her her, the baby. Yeah, just let her have it. I would rather my baby live. Yeah, then you cut them up. So that just shows like a mother's like. Yeah, whereas the other you know, yeah. lady was like, fuck it, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah she was like, yeah, yeah, just split him up. And yeah. yeah, the real mom was like, uh, no. <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what kind stupid? of shit is that? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, exactly. So he like, you know, with that judge, like playing a trick Yeah, on... she play- he played to her emotions. Exactly. And her motherly, um, like, like instincts. instincts. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Because she, so Devai technically, like, she's been, um, of course she grew this bond with Hari because, of like, course. she, I mean, not only was he the only connection to the man that he loved, that she loved, mm-hmm. um, she raised him, you know? Right. She raised like that him. was her own son. Yeah, exactly. So she loved him. So she said, no, you know, that it was me. So she immediately confessed. Um, wow. Yes. Um, she said she did it and explained why. Money loss of business she wasn't that bitch anymore so she was like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna single out these pretty young bitches i keep saying bitches i'm gonna (laughs) i'm so sorry guys excuse me i'm gonna single out she was the actual bitch i know know. these these were victims oh my god come on you guys don't come for me it was 1883 (laughs) so she singled out these poor young women and killed them because she needed more business for herself wow. you know and that was her reason and um with the confession they arrested and then convicted her for um the murder with the sentence of death by hanging she was then hung in 1884 wow. her last words were 
Take care of Hari. He really is a good boy. Oh, I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. No, no. <laughs> you had a he was just spot. trying to provide. Yeah, <laughs> <For real. laughs> I know. I know. But anyway, so that is the story of the first recorded female serial killer of wow. India. Wow, that is crazy. He really played to her like motherly instincts yeah. and her emotions, especially and stuff like after that. the fact. Like because nowadays we see like after trial goes on, it takes years for investigators mm-hmm. to continue the case. It takes years for a team to reopen a trial and, right. and process for a new trial. And mm-hmm. this guy was like, no, something's not right. Yeah. I need to, you know, get a handle on this yeah. and figure out what's really... He just what knew in his heart. He knew in his gut that it was her. Like, she was wrong, yeah. you know? And so... That's a good investigator right there. A great... Especially... 1883? Yeah. What? Because it's not like... It like Or 1884? Come on. Like, the first case ever that was used for, um, that was tried by fingerprints came in 1890-something. Like, you just spoke about that. So, this was before even, like, fingerprints were being used. This was before Jack the Ripper. This was, I think it said, like, six years or something. Six or three. Wow. They really had to use whatever, like, tactics or whatever that they could. That was available to them. And bring back psychological shit yeah seriously <laughs> bring that back because apparently it works yeah, clearly <laughs> you know yeah and i do i do want to add really quick that some of these um foreign not forensic um psychological fuck what is it called um evaluations yeah these psyche evaluations on these serial killers i feel like you guys have lost yourselves in their brains as mm. opposed to actually studying them in order to solve cases oh you know what i mean it went from because this is what this guy <sighs> did right they mean. played he played it he it was a tactic right yeah. it was like she's a mother she clearly cares about her stepson so right. i'm gonna use her emo i'm gonna play on her emotions i'm gonna get in her psyche and fuck with her to get her to confess to some shit. Right. And I feel like some of these evaluators just got lost in the fascination of why can someone of do this killers, yeah. as opposed to fucking, not fucking with them, but as opposed to um, like who they are. Exactly. And then like taking, like the point of these evaluations is to take advantage in order to solve cases, yeah. not to be interested in this person because there's nothing interested in serial killers yeah you see what i'm saying yeah there's nothing interested there's nothing interesting Interesting. um about serial killers it's they're fucking killers they're murderers they're they're horrible human beings and that's all we have to classify them as evaluate them you know what i mean evaluate them to get into the mind of the of the criminal but you have to remember to use that to your advantage don't use it yeah don't get lost and that's true. They're, they, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like they use it uh, to yeah. their to their advantage. Ex- yeah. Exactly, just like that. They're not using what they're being told and what they're learning about this person as a way to um, to convict. Right. Really, they're right. just like, yeah. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Good observation. Yes. 
So the crazy part is my story is like almost similar to yours. Shut up. Okay, here you go. Okay, so we're actually going to take a trip to Egypt. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Wait, can I just say this? I was looking up and this is, guys, please don't take offense to this because I was just looking up different like women. We were talking like different women of color, uh-huh. victims, including killers. Uh-huh. And one of the things that I looked up was women murderers of the Middle East. Oh, shit. Yeah, even though <laughs> Egypt is in Africa, but come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we all I think they classify themselves as, as middle, as Arabic. Arabic? Yeah, Maybe? I think they classify themselves yeah, as Arabic. Yeah, so, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. That's so funny because I, that's, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find anything. Everything was all about activist stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no, which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is great. Just not for what we're, yeah. we're great going PR, to. great PR. <laughs> um, so this also takes place in the 1800s. Oh my God. Um, and, oh, you know, I love how our stories are both like not in America and yeah. not recent. Yeah. Um, because that was, it It was a little bit, it's kind of easy to find like a woman that's a killer in America in recent years, especially because there's a lot of women that like killed their kids and stuff. Killed their kids and, um, and or their husbands or boyfriends or, yeah, you know, like, crime of passion. Again, it's, although these are all crimes of passion, but this is, yeah. It's yeah, just, the, yeah. Yeah. These are, <laughs> so I like that we chose these stories and yeah. I definitely chose mine because I thought it was unique and I've never done one from Egypt. Um, and so let's get into it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this is about Raya and Sakina or Sakina Mm -hmm. Ali Hamam. Mm -hmm. Raya and Sakina, I'm going to say Sakina, Mm -hmm. um, were born into a poor family in an upper Egypt area. Raya was born in 1875 and Sakina was 10 years younger than her. They were sisters. They had an older brother that, according to the articles that I read, was an, was unable to find a job and he was just kind of unstable. And their mother was thought to be unloving, but was known for committing robberies in order to provide for the household wow. because their father was nowhere around. Mm. The damn. sisters, okay, <laughs> the sisters, Raya and Sakina, Uh, worked odd jobs like in cafes or at produce stands. Sometimes they even assisted their mother in the robberies to provide for the house. At some point, Sakina, the younger sister, began sex work in order to help provide for the family as well. She got married, then she got divorced. Uh, Then she ran away to Cairo with another lover. Hmm. She eventually left him and resumed her work as a sex worker. Um, But then that's how she met a new lover. She married him and then they moved to Alexandria, uh, which is the third largest city in Egypt behind Cairo and Giza. Okay. Um, After running away to Alexandria with her new lover, she became a widow after her husband died. And then she met her new husband, Muhammad Abdel Al. Um, and after three years of being with him and living in Alexandria, her sister Raya moved there with her husband, Hasbala. So I wasn't going to add in all of that, but I was like, damn, she was married, then divorced, then ran away with the lover, left him, got married, then got widowed, then found another lover. Like, damn. That's you know, similar to yeah. my story. Married, widowed, married, yeah. divorced, remarried. Yeah. That's Which just, is, un- I feel like it's so uncommon. Well, from what we're used to about the 1800s, though, right? right? Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I don't, especially I don't with see these, that a lot. Especially with the, you know, keep in mind, we are in the United States, in California, yes. so we can only go based on what, 
the resources and stereotypes that are available <laughs> that are available to us that we think that that's not allowed yeah you know right what I mean? exactly like, yeah. so that's it's just interesting that oh shit like that like and that happens i yeah. mean this is like five times over yeah. like that is Man. it's a learning experience <laughs> like, right exactly <laughs> Like, I kind of want to see what they all look like. I like, know, did you have too. a type? Or, I know. Like, what? Right. What is it? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you got them to marry you. Like, damn, I bitch, know. I can't what get one it? nigga to marry me. Girl. <laughs> damn. And y'all are widowed and shit. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? Just wow is all I have to Lord say. Jesus. Ugh. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> now she's with her sister, Rhea, um, who moved uh, there with her husband and their children. Um. Both husbands lost their jobs in the cotton industry during World War One and the economic crisis. So the two couples uh, came up with the business idea. They were losing money fast. They didn't know what to do. They decided to open up what was called a secret public house, which seems like the complete opposite of each other. Secret public house. That doesn't make sense. Very contradictory. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, here it goes. What a secret public house in that area was usually just a brothel is what it is wow. <laughs> um it was a place where visitors can come and they drink liquor um smoke hashish and indulge in sex um the neighbors and people of the surrounding area disapproved of their establishment and the sisters insisted that their place prohibited prostitution and any immoral behavior but the locals knew like what it was, what it was. Yeah. yeah so if anybody were to ask them or approach them they'd be like no like you can come and hang out but there's nothing immoral we don't have any sex yeah. workers like also anything like that word <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> um uh, so in order to stay protected they hired orabi hassan and abdi el razik yosef as a quote-unquote protection mm. um like in the article i read they they said they hired thugs for protection <laughs> i just hate that word thugs, i hate that word so I that just, taste yeah mouth. it's so bad yeah. nasty it sounds racist it sounds kind of racy they were probably good guys i <laughs> know maybe not i don't know who knows, who knows? <laughs> um well i mean they weren't we'll find oh, out well, <laughs> we'll find out why <laughs> stay tuned yeah um they did very well during the war but their sex their sex whoa <laughs> what's on my head <laughs> their success slowly deteriorated after the war um they had to go back to stealing food and Hasbala and Rhea got caught stealing food and were imprisoned for six months oh. um when they got out, the two couples stayed together as they all searched for jobs and ways to make money. So they were like, listen, this is our circle. Mm -hmm. um, we're all broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> None of us have jobs, but we're going to find a way. Started a business. The business is now failed. And so whatever. They just kind of all stuck together. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, they had different their different houses but whatever during this time egyptian women didn't deposit money into a bank uh, instead they invested it into gold which was usually oh. worn as jewelry around their necks ankles and arms um which i thought that that was such a dope detail yeah because when i read like 
Egyptian women didn't didn't go to banks. I immediately thought like a sexist ass like society. Yeah, and maybe they weren't allowed to have money and deposit money. But they're like, no, it's because they wore their money as jewelry, and they decided to flex on you, bitches. Right, exactly. (laughs) They literally invested what they had, which I still think is something that we should do. We should invest in. Invest. Yeah, just invest. <laughs> yeah, just invest. Um, because fuck banks, honestly. Girl. Honestly, fuck banks. Girl. You guys, they don't do anything for my money. They don't. They don't do anything at all. And then if the- dude, you know what? I got an email the other day, and it was like you uh, gained interest on your account. That shit was like two cents. Oh hell! No. I was like, see, see that's that bullshit. Yeah, that's that. Bu- that's that <laughs> systemic bullshit that we be talking right, about. Right. Okay. <laughs> Invest in crypto. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so they wore it around their, they wore it as jewelry, their, their money, basically. Raya and Sakina, who were friends with women in the area that did such investing, came up with the idea that they could take their jewelry and sell it for money. Mm. Now, Sakina and Raya, at this point, they didn't really have jewelry. They, anything that they had invested, um, I mean, it was gone now because they had to provide for their family. They had to stop their business and basically sell everything that they had. They're now broke. But um, now they have all of these friends and ex-employees that were sex workers who are most likely still sex workers even after their established their, their establishment closed down and are still making money and are still wearing their jewelry and things mm. like that. So what the sisters would go, would do is they would go into the market and lure women back to their homes. The sisters would then offer them liquor and get them extremely drunk. Once the women were very drunk, their husbands, um, the sisters, their husbands, plus the men they hired for protection would come in hold the women down and forcibly place a wet cloth over their mouth and nose, which would then cause them to suffocate and stop breathing. Then they would take the jewelry off of the women's bodies, steal any other money and clothes, and then they would remove the tiles from the floor, dig a hole, bury the corpses in them, and then reset the tiles. Like, that takes a lot of work, I feel like. That was a lot of planning, too. (laughs) Right. For sure. Like, wow. They took the tiles out. I'm just imagining them, like, like, taking off the tiles. Just pre-planning, like, oh, yeah, we'll just put the bodies in here. Yeah. Like, that is, wow. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, you had to have planned that because you're not going to kill this person. Kill kill a woman. No. Take her jewelry and then then be like, okay, what are we going to do with the button? No, they knew exactly what they were going to do. We're going to dig a hole under our yeah, house and yeah. and fucking bury them under our Ooh, house reset yeah. the tiles nobody will ever know yeah okay <clears throat> um yeah okay so then that's when the sisters would take the jewelry um and anything else to a goldsmith and they would trade it for money and most likely the goldsmith was kind of in on the plan. Probably didn't know all the details, yeah, but was like... Didn't want to know either. Exactly, exactly. As long as you bring me your, this jewelry, mm-hmm. this is fine. <laughs> I'll give you wow. what you need. Um, then the money would be divided equally among the group. From November 1919 to November 1920, the sisters lured and assisted in the killing of 17 women. 
It seemed these women were disappearing with a, without a trace and the police of Alexandria were bombarded with cases of missing women. The neighbors immediately suspected Rhea and Sakina because most of the victims were last seen hanging out with at least one of the sisters. The police questioned the sisters but decided they were not suspects, this is kind of stupid, decided they weren't suspects because the victims were all known to have been friends with them for years what? or had worked with them for a while. So they just didn't believe that they, who were good friends of the victims, could have anything to do with, with them the, going missing. Yeah. Which is like, duh, it's always the fucking friends. It's always the fucking friends. It's always <laughs> the people that the victims know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sakina, who was renting a home in Laban, uh, which was also one of the places that they murdered a woman at, um, she had moved out of that home. When she moved out, the landlord decided to install new water pipes. In anticipation of the plumbers coming to fix that, he began digging underneath the tile of the home. He was quickly overwhelmed by a terrible stench coming from the ground. His shovel hit something hard, and he reached down to see what it was. He realized he was holding on to human bones. Oh, shit. He called the police, okay, yeah, or... I don't get paid enough for this shit. Okay, that <laughs> like, part. <I> <laughs> that part i've seen this new trend that like people when they redo their homes to sell they're putting like fake skeletons and like fake bones and stuff in the walls so that they're like yeah so in 40 years when someone redoes this and they open it they're gonna think like i think that that's so stupid stupid. i get like it's you're trying to be funny and stuff but i just like i don't like that how about be classy (laughs) and leave a note maybe that's not cool (laughs) i don't like that shit (laughs) Okay, so the the police arrived at the house and found that the home was being rented by Sakina. Mm-hmm. Um, they found where she was now living, and when they arrived, Sakina, Rhea, their husbands, and their children were all together. The home smelled of really, really strong incense, which we now know was used to hide the smell of the rotting corpses in their home. The four of them were arrested immediately, along with the two men hired that they hired for protection. The investigation only lasted a few months and each of them blamed each other for the crimes <laughs> during questioning. However, when it came to an end when police questioned Badia, who was Rhea's 10-year-old daughter. Oh. They didn't know that there was a crack in the wall of her bedroom and oh. she would look through it when her family members were committing the murders. Oh. So the 10-year-old was questioned and did snitch. Oh. One year after their arrest, the group was sentenced to death by hanging. And on December 21st of 1921, Rhea and Sakina, they were hanged, and they were the first women ever to be executed in Egypt. Wow. And that's the story of Rhea and Sakina. It's just, it's crazy because, like, just bridging, like, both of our stories, it's like, they're... The victims so are those who, of course, who of uh, they have of certain wealth, but right. they're luring them to a business where they might not tell their friends and families like where they're right. going exactly. because like, it's so against like the culture of the country or the city right. exactly. of what's going on. They're so, already like, they like really... ostracized probably exactly. from their families so, and everything. Yeah, so that that's crazy. And I, I mean, I'm not saying like, you know kudos to them for robbing like the wealth or the wealthy or whatever but it's almost like 
like fuck it like you have it so we're gonna get you and mm-hmm. yeah I, it's just yeah it's yeah just, no yeah. yeah that's so i i have this note too and during the trial badia the 10 year old daughter uh was placed in a hostel um oh yeah but three years later a fire broke out and she died <gasps> in the fire no. And it's believed that the hostel was set on fire by one of the victim's family members, and they did it for revenge. Oh, damn. And I, like, poor, I mean, the daughter didn't deserve it because she, or the little sister didn't deserve it because she had nothing to do with it. She's paying for the sins of her mother. Exactly. But, however, unfortunately, I understand where the victim's families are coming from. Exactly. Right. Like, how can you blame them, you know? Wow. Wow, yeah. what a story. Oh, my God. That is crazy. So crazy. These freaking women, man, especially of the 1800s, they were ruthless. They were wild. Yeah. Wild. So ruthless. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Great These stories. are both good we stories. Picked, we picked some really uh, decent fucking stories here. Yeah, right? not this is great. Too bad. Not yeah, too bad. not too bad at all. It's awesome. Um, well, you've heard it here, folks. <laughs> this is Cocktail Murder. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in with this yeah. week's episode. Um, and gosh, I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you um, have any things that you would like us to um, – or any topics that you would like us to discuss um, or things that you would like us to research um, for the next case for next week's episode, definitely let us know. Follow us on Cocktail Murder um, at – follow us on – God, tequila on an empty stomach. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at at – Cocktail murder. Yes. Jeez. DM us. Give us a theme that you may want us to have. So, um, or you may want us to speak about. And let's just uh, end this now before I. I, I kind of like this. Things. I kind of like you just like <laughs> bambling on, <laughs> saying nothing, <laughs> not making any sense at all. God, I belong in a mental hospital. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, let's cheers it out to the next murder. Yeah. Cheers. Clink, clink. Clink. Ah. <sighs>